party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, I am joined by Logan Timmons for a playthrough of his new game, Logan, an autobiographical tabletop game. Logan is, well, exactly what it says on the tin. It is Logan Timmons' autobiography in game form. It is uh, an experience that invites players to step into the life and moments in the life of Logan and see the world through the experiences that Logan has gone through and and use their own memories and their own interpretations of how they would uh, interact with these moments in Logan's life and use the, 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 the art form of play to explore Logan's story. It is, if it sounds like I'm struggling to like describe it, like it is because it is a truly special and beautiful thing that I, I, I frankly am days later still grappling with the enormity of how cool this game and this project is. Sometimes on this show, I play a thing and it immediately hits me that it is something like special and noteworthy. And this was one of those times. And so uh, all I will say, uh, the rest of what I will say is that this game is incredible. I'm so happy that we got to play it. And it is an experience that I truly treasured. I think it is a truly special episode and I think you're going to love listening to it. That said, I do have some content warnings uh, to mention up top. There is in the game a brief mention of miscarriage. Uh, There are mentions of self-harm and suicidal thoughts. Themes of depression, as well as talk of nudity and genital mentions. Each of these is also called out in specific at the start of the scene in which it comes up, but listener discretion is advised. Uh, the game is currently available at breathingstories.itch.io. You can go pick up your own copy. They are currently raising money to pay for new layout, as well as a bunch of other cool things. Go pick up the game. Truly, truly, like, experience it, read it, play it interpret it like this is something that I want you to process and and experience because it is a true example of what games can be and where we can take this game this thing that we all do as an art form like I said you can find your own copy at breathingstories.itch.io or you can check the show notes for more information and with that said let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show take it past me Thanks, future me. Uh, this week, I am so, so excited. I have been looking forward to this recording for weeks, I think. I'm pretty sure weeks. Uh, I'm sitting down with Logan Timmons. Logan, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff. I'm also super stoked. I am I am nervous. I am excited. I am overjoyed. This is going to be a very special recording. Uh, and to tell us why it's going to be a special recording, why don't you take a moment and tell the lovely listeners at home uh, what we are playing this week, as well as anything else you've got going on that you want them to know about. Sure thing. All right. We are playing Logan, an autobiographical tabletop game uh, about me, Logan. Um, yeah, it's a tabletop game that is also my autobiography. So it's a game in which I put my life in the player's hands, in this case, Jeff's very capable hands, and we'll see what happens and what my life looks like after the fact. So it's very um, personal, very vulnerable, and I'm really quite proud of it. Um, it's, I, I, I heard you, I saw you, it's funny, before you had reached out to me, before you had emailed about the show, I saw you tweet about this on Twitter.com, and I immediately was like, just, I was like, oh, this is this is something special. I was like, this is a, this is a, this is a cool special thing. And I'm so excited to get to feature it and play it. And like I said, I am, I am nervous, but I am overwhelmingly excited. I think it's going to be very, very cool. And I could not be more excited. Thanks Jeff. Yeah. I'm like, I'm blushing on this end here. Um, that's yeah, that's very wonderful to hear. Uh, and just as a note for the listeners at home, Logan is currently itch funding. Um, so raising funds to be able to hire um, Jam, 
to do some wonderful layout work there magic um, on the PDF and make sure it looks a little bit prettier than it does currently. And that is at breathingstories.itch.io slash Logan. Love it. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, walk us through, walk us through where we where we start and how we go through play. All right. So if uh, you're following along at home in your PDF, you'll notice on page four, there are a couple of different ways to play Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, the first way is to read because that is totally a valid way to play, to read and imagine mm-hmm. how things might happen. Totally counts. Um, method two is the one we're going to be playing today where you roll dice and make choices. And method three is uh, just buy the game, but never play it and maybe never open the PDF because you saw it and it looked cool, but you really don't have time. Love it. Absolutely love it. So we're going to be doing option three. We're done here. We're good. Let's wrap <laughs> yeah, it up. It. Thanks, Jeff. It's been great. <laughs> all right. Great. Good, good episode. Good episode. Um, all right. So uh, uh, we are obviously going to be playing through some scenes. We are going to be uh, starting with a birth scene and playing through some scenes of uh, peace, turmoil, and triumph, I believe, is the third one. Is that correct? Peace, turmoil, and growth. Peace, turmoil, and growth. I got two out of three. I'm good. Yeah, um, so, yeah, we're going to play through some some peace, turmoil, and growth scenes. Um, and as we do that, we're going to roll some dice and some some life developments are going to happen. And we'll kind of uh, see where life takes us. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll do character generation first and then um, write those things down. And if you turn to your playbook, that shows you the order of moves that you do. So you always start mm-hmm. with birth um, and then you do peace. And then there's milestones thrown in um, and the peace, growth and turmoil scenes kind of paint an emotional mm. arc of my life thus far. I love it. I'm, ex- I'm so excited. It's always really interesting to see what, you know, how character generation goes and, you know, picturing myself in the, the vibe that players paint for me. It's good fun. I can I, I can imagine that feels like it's got to be a very intense and, and powerful experience. And it's. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you're sharing it with me here on the podcast today. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited. Also, let's do it. Let's do it. What's so the first thing, like? the first thing that we should do is character generation. Uh, the, you've got some name options, uh, here on the playbook. And I think I'm going to go with Lolo. I really, that was the one that jumped out at me. I think Lolo is the, the name that I'm going with today. I think looking at my uh, my clothes, I've got clothes options, accessory options, hairstyle options, and hand options. I feel like I I want ink stained hands, an unkempt beard, a jacket with an inside pocket, trackies, and knockoff aviators. <laughs> mm. Picturing that, it's a good look. I feel like it's a good look. I think that's the look that I that's the look that I, I, I go around in. That feels that feels that feels right to me. I've also got four stats. I've got my confidence. This is my self-confidence. How much or little do you believe in yourself? How unworthy or worthy do you think you are? How intelligent or unintelligent, attractive or unattractive? I'm gonna uh I'm gonna give myself a rating from minus one to plus two, and I think I'm gonna give myself a plus one. Nice. Solid stop heart your heart is big it feels deeply from bubbling joy to deep sadness you feel it all you get emotionally invested in certain things maybe too much your heart stat is always high choose one or two except where a scene explicitly states otherwise i think i am going with a two here 
that feels that feels true to true to true to Jeff as it does to Lolo. Obviously, I am bringing a lot of Jeff into this into this uh, this space, and 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 that feels true to Jeff and Lolo as well. Uh, my third my third stat is otherness. This one is hard to describe. It feels like it's always been there, but you can't express it in any words that you know, or maybe it's two short words mashed together. Your otherness stat is determined for you by what you don't know. You'll use whatever number comes. And last but not least is siblings. Your siblings are everything to you. You feel a special responsibility to them as the oldest. You would do all those dramatic things like take a bullet, but also the medium dramatic things like hurt yourself if you think it would save them pain. And the smaller things like forego your cookie so there's enough for everyone else. Your sibling stat is plus one. So my final stats are uh, otherness is is decided for me. My heart is plus two, my confidence plus one, and my siblings plus one. And I believe that means it is time for me to be born, unless I am mistaken. You are not mistaken. All right. So uh, first I am born, and I am born. Uh, Actually, Logan, would you like to read through the the prompts for these? For sure, yeah. I can do that. So, um, yeah, as you'll see, there is uh, a trigger warning for this one. There is a mention of miscarriage in the miss option. Um, and there are trigger warnings throughout um, in various scenes, depending on what they contain. But for the birth op- the birth scene, we have, first I am born, and I am born first. The oldest child carries much with them, but I will learn that later, and learn it again. When it is time to come into the world, wait just in- until just the right time, 12.49pm on the 22nd of November. Then I come on out of there. I roll without a bonus. I don't have any stats yet. Excellent. I am going to roll 2d6. And that is a five on a three to nine. I have a little trouble, but I make it all right in the end. And I'm going to choose one. I have to stay in the hospital a little while to make sure I'm a little stronger. I come out a bit tangled, hasty to meet my family, or I have to have some test firsts. I look so much darker than my mom. I I have to stay in the hospital a while. I I I I am a very I'm a very small child I'm, I'm born very small and i have to make sure that i i grow to a healthy size before i'm allowed to leave i think i imagine that is a a a joke that is handed about my family is that is that i i didn't want to leave for an extra day or two i wanted an extra day or two of hospital food and i think that is a joke <laughs> that is handed about my family well lolo loves his hospital food Loves this hospital food. Which means we are going... Uh, where are we going next? We are going to a peace scene. So you can choose any of these scenes that seems exciting to you. We've got Behind the Toilet Door. We've got Car Music. We've got Make a Bet. Murder in the Dark. Play. Sing. Or Walk the Forest. Uh, I'm going to choose Car Music. That That speaks the most to my own... Uh, my own childhood memories that I'm thinking about is is car music, car music in the car. Uh, oh wait, I, I think that scene is locked. You're right; it has a prerequisite. Uh huh. You have to come back to this one. I have to come back to this one. I like this. I like this a great deal. I am. I am. I am. I am smiling at this. <laughs> Um, then I am actually going to lean on, I'm going to go with an adjacent scene. Um, I'm I'm jumping back and forth between play and sing. And I feel like I am going to go with play because that feels true. Again, true to the, the memories that I have of my own, 
childhood are tied to play. They are tied to play as imagination. It, I, it is somewhat unsurprising that my earliest memories are imagination play, but here, <laughs> but here we are, and that's where, and, and that is made bare. <laughs> Fancy that. I know. What are the odds, right? Uh, would you like to read us the intro to the play scene? Sure. So play is integral to my life. It always has been in many different forms. First, I choose what I will play from the list. Then I roll plus heart. Uh, I am going to. I am playing make believe. I am playing. Uh, I am playing make believe with couch fuzz. What with it is fuzz. is v- couch fuzz. I am pulling fuzz out of the cushions of the couch and swinging it around as I play make believe. That is that is my make believe experience as I roll plus heart. Uh, and that is a 10. Whoa. On a 10 plus, my play is nothing short of magical. I am swept up in the act of creation, the beauty of self-expression, the endless ways of playing and of being. Yeah, that feels... I... I worlds upon worlds upon worlds, stories upon stories upon stories that no one will ever experience but me, none of them written down, none of them kept in any way but all of them full of these characters that i know like the backs of my hands all of them rich and lived in and utterly impossible to explain with all of the weight of imagined characters and all of the imagined conflict that comes with that and all of these Stories told in media res and 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 scenes played out of order. These these impossible to convey moments, just spilling out as I as I swing around a handful of fuzz that I ripped out of a couch. Amazing. It is it is it is that is that is my that is my 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 early childhood in a nutshell. Which means that we come to our first milestone scene, our first milestone moment. And they're right down the bottom of the PDF. Yes. The first of many. I don't actually remember becoming a big brother for the first time. To be fair, I was only two years old when it happened. There's a photo of my mom. Uh, there's a photo my mom has, holding uh, me holding my brother uh, in my arms in the hospital. I have an enormous grin on my face. Every photo of the two of us has this in common. My mom tells me, I was so excited to have younger siblings. From this, I can reverse engineer the feeling of becoming a big brother for the first time. Uh, would you like to read the next paragraph, and then we'll alternate from there? That sounds great. I can imagine it's so, so exciting. Such a totally new experience. I get to have a little brother and take him home with me, and we'll play together all the time, and we'll be best friends, and it will be amazing. From the moment Ethan comes into my life, something shifts. There's a type of love I have for my siblings that feels different to other types of love. That love finds a place in my body and never leaves. There's a certain responsibility that comes with being the oldest sibling. My siblings mean a great deal to me, and I would do just about anything to protect them. I've given up things for my siblings. I've let myself be hurt for my siblings. I've spent money and time, lost sleep, lost myself, and I'd probably do it all again. Of course, I'm no saint, and I'm sure I've caused my siblings pain, but if there's anything I can ever do for them, I'll do it. Being a big brother is a big part of how I see myself when I act and interact with my family. Even when not around them, some part of me is always thinking of my siblings. When at the shops, Ethan weirdly does not like those. When looking for a place to move out to, 
Will this be a safe place for my siblings if they ever need somewhere to crash? In some way, from the moment Ethan is born, my siblings are always with me. I'm going to add one to my sibling stat and look at the next section of the playbook to see what category of uh, scene I can do next. Which is a growth, a growth move. Of the growth moves I have available, I have create, fall, flirt, get inked, and learn a language. You should also have move out, present at a convention, and work out. Although, as you're quite young, perhaps you're not ready to do those things. Oh, yes, they were on the second column and I didn't notice them. Uh, and I think, I think I am feeling either fall or create. I think flowing out of the last scene create feels right. I think flowing out of, out of the, the play scene create feels like the, the natural extension of that. That feels, that feels, that feels true to, true to Lolo, true to Jeff. That feels true to both of our stories. So, uh, I think that's the that's the that's the scene. If you'd like to intro us to the scene, all right. I learned soon enough that I am a creator at heart, a storyteller, an artist. Creating is a unique sort of magic to me. Roll plus heart. Ah, oh, that is a twelve. Whoa, you're on fire! I'm on fire today. Uh, I am in the groove, creating a way. I feel excited, fulfilled, purposeful. I can make anything, maybe even multiple anythings. I may choose as many as I want from the seven to nine list or make up something entirely new. I can choose between a fine pen drawing, a tabletop or lyric game, or a fandom-related poster, or I can make up something entirely new. (sighs) I think I spend a lot of my time... I'm going to choose two things. <laughs> I spend a lot of my time making uh, half-finished role-playing games. <laughs> uh, role-play, like, uh, 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 barely scrabbled-together systems of whatever video game mechanics I've just played through and whatever uh, whatever TV show I've just watched. And uh, specifically... Um, I, I have this I have this obsession with gaming magazines, mm-hmm. but not like not like magazine magazines, like catalogs is a better way to put it. I have this obsession with cat with games catalogs. And I I can never I never both by choice and by financial situation, I never come to own any of the things in these catalogs, but I read the the sales pitches and I write around them and I, I imagine and I build these half it, it, kind of terrible half <laughs> systems around what I imagine playing this game must feel like and and I create half finished comics is the other thing half finished hand drawn hand inked hand created comics that you know, two pages of a two pages of a story in the same way that I was I was playing with that 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 couch fuzz. It's these two page stories of characters that I have invented in my head, and it's a snippet of a scene that I might never come back to. But it's these it's these moments, right? It's these it's these these bits of life and scenes and characters and plots. And it's just, they're both just, uh, 
they're not they're not finished they're never finished it's a it's a sort of i i i create until i get distracted or until something calls me in another direction or i get pulled in a direction and in its own way that is enough that is that's the dream right like that's mm-hmm. That's like I I get I get what I'm gonna get out of it, and then I move on to the next thing. And you know, sometimes I come back to it, and sometimes I don't. And then sometimes it it lingers, and sometimes it doesn't. And that's that's my childhood of creating things. That's my childhood of making stuff. Because right. it doesn't need to be like completed to still feel magical. Right. It's just about like, I did this, like I, and it's about like telling myself stories, right? Like it's about, it's, it's, it's selfish. Isn't quite the right word. Self-indulgent maybe of like, I am, I, I know what I am. I know the stories that bring me joy and I am giving myself those stories and yes. I don't need to share them with anyone else. Cause they're not for anyone else. Yeah. Love it. And I think, I think the other thing, I think, you know, I don't really realize any of that at the time. And a lot of that doesn't click into place until years later, but that's really what's happening here. Which brings us to our next moment, which is a self, which is a self-care moment. So let's flip to self-care. Did you want me to read this you- intro too? Or did you want yes, to- please. Alrighty. Ah, thank you for coming here. Thank you for taking care of yourself. You are so worth all the love and care that you desire. Here is a chance to give some of it to yourself. Whenever you need it, and at regular intervals as directed, practice self-care. Choose one of the options below for your Logan, and one for you, the player. You don't need to roll any dice, just take care of yourself. Less than three. I... The option, I know what I'm going to choose for myself, and I know what, I think I know what I'd like to choose for Lolo. And also, Logan, I'm going to ask, I'm going to, we are, we are, we are our own game designers here at the table at this moment, so I am going to add a third item onto this list. I would like you to choose something as well. Ah, all right, you got me. I can do that. Um, haha, you see that? I turned it around on you. you. did. Um, I think that for Lolo, the option that really jumps out to me is I love because this was, I am, I am, I feel I'm very seen right now by having this particular item on the list. Mm-hmm. Watching bloopers of a show you like, I feel very seen thinking just about how much that specific thing meant, meant to me yes. at this exact point in my childhood. Um, I, I think, so, you know, bringing a little of Jeff into Lolo, um, it's 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 bloopers and it's weird comedy skits and it it has its roots in Lolo's allowed to stay up late one night. Uh, his mom gets home from work and tells him like, you know, you're free to stay up tonight. Like, no, I'm not going to tell on you. This is your night. This is your night to go have a little fun and stay up. I stay up late. And like at midnight, af- long after I should have gone to bed, when it's so tired you can't quite tell what's real and what's not, something comes on the TV. And and this is admittedly probably dating myself a little bit that I watched this on television, but mm-hmm. 
a TV show called Al TV came on around midnight that was Weird Al Yankovic's sketch comedy show. Mm. Watching Weird Al Yankovic at midnight at, at a young age, like... What an experience. And it's, it is true when you're so tired that, like, you don't really know what's happening. It's such a weird and strange moment that, like, it, it crystallizes in, in my mind and becomes, like, this very foundational thing. It becomes kind of this, frankly, thing that I spend a lot of time chasing even into adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know what I'm going to choose for me. Uh, which I have to actually get up, uh, and I will be back in like 10 seconds, which this is my note that this is a heavily edited podcast. Uh, I'm going to go drink a glass of water, which means I have to go fill up my water bottle. Uh, yeah, but no, before exactly. I do that, all right, then let's go get ourselves some water. We'll be right back. There it is. Um, so we both drank some water. We've taken some self-care, and it is time to make our next move in the game. My playbook tells me that we are now making a peace move. What are my peace move options? Uh, behind the toilet door, car music, making a bet, murder in the dark, play, sing, and walking the forest. <sighs> I like walk. I'm going to walk the forest. Mm-hmm. I like I, I, that. That feels very appealing to me. Sir, at any time I have the opportunity, I will walk into the forest. Roll plus otherness. What's your otherness stat going to be? thinking about it and i'm feeling it and i'm thinking about who lolo is and who jeff was at this moment and i'm gonna say i'm gonna say a plus two that is a seven okay on a seven to nine the forest is large imposing but not intimidating i see so much life so many diverging paths but my journey is slightly marred by something i choose one Others on the walk are overly loud or disruptive. My companions tire faster than I do and want to end the walk early. I injure myself and have to turn back. I think others are overly loud and disruptive. I, I, I never really get a moment to... I never really get a moment to understand it all and to really take it in. And I... I in, 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 and in that... In that moment, in those moments of, in those moments of, I, I, I'm kind of on the outside of two worlds a little bit. I'm kind of on the outs of, of two different places. I don't really feel like I'm at one with the other kids. I, I don't, I don't feel the same as them, but also like, I don't feel like I really get to just be in the forest i don't feel like i get to be a part of this other thing and that is something that that sense of being disconnected from this this larger world is something that i will at many points feel sort of a a a a sadness of and a disconnect from this feeling of i never quite capture that sense of what it all means and 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 it it takes a much more conscious effort to kind of recapture it because in those moments when i feel like i i could have had that connection i don't quite get to really exist in that space in the way that i want to 
and that sadness create and that creates an ache that creates a, a yearning that I think I carry with me as we segue into a turmoil scene coming out hurt open up to another run or stay strong I uh, will note in case uh, you'd forgotten but the prerequisite for car music is stay strong which you'd mentioned that it earlier. is that it is I think that's what I want to do. I think that feels that feels right. That feels I, looking at the, the prompts and the everything and thinking about car music and thinking about that. That feels like the right the right right move to roll here. Stay strong. When our parents sit us down in the room I share with my sister and tell us they're getting a divorce, I'm shocked. I didn't see it coming at all even when our mum started sleeping in a separate room to our dad. I listen to what my parents say and roll plus siblings. That is a nine. I stay strong mostly. I know it's not my fault, and it's never my siblings' fault, and I must stay strong for them. I choose one. I lash out at my parents. I give them so much shit, and... I see how they try. I, like it, it takes me years and genuinely years to see that they were both just trying their absolute best, and like I, it took a lot of growth on my end to let them in because I just, I just closed them out, and I just, I just blocked, I pushed them away, and I blocked them out, and I kind of took them to be the the villains in a story that they very much weren't and mm-hmm. it, it took me years to piece that together i i will i i will also slightly choose that i lash out at the world and i kind of fashion myself into the outcast a little bit like i'm undeniably the outcast that is simply a reality of my my life and my childhood mm-hmm. but i also can't say that i don't lean into it as a way of as a way of of pushing people out and pushing people away and it, that's also something that it took ye- it takes years for me to fully process i feel that Whew. and now it is time for self care which is good that feels that feels like the right moment for that i feel like i could use i feel like i could use some self care in this moment so, as we did last time, you, uh, you, I, and Lolo are each going to choose a thing that brings us some self-care and joy. I, I have what I'm going to choose for me, and I'm going to look through, uh, look through Lolo's options. Um, this Logan is going to, to choose something of his own, and is going mm-hmm. to comb his hair a little bit because he forgot to do that this morning. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I think Lolo... Uh, listens to and sings a song that expresses how he feels. Uh, there are a lot of that creative energy that was uh, like just bursting forth. The the first things that Lolo ever really finishes, right? The first things that Lolo ever really locks in and completes and is like a complete piece of art true to the spirit of everything else that he has made up to this point is like a mix is a mixtape or a playlist nice these these perfectly immaculate one hour 
expressions of a really specific feeling and you know rules the rules are added to them of like can't have more than two from an artist they you know the 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 day can't be done in a shuffle order like the rules are are in place and they become increasingly like hard and fast rules even as technology changes and CDs turn into MP3 CDs turn into Spotify like those rules are intact and those those become crucial pieces of completed art in the life of Lolo very cool and as for as for Jeff, I am going to do something of my own choosing, and I am going to ask you, Logan, a question. Okay. What's something that What's something that's bringing you joy right now? What is a What is a, a project, a show, a movie, a thing? What is What is something that is that is putting the biggest goofy smile on your face in this moment in in your day, week, month, life? What's What is What is What is making you happy? Because hearing people be happy and excited about things legitimately recharges me a tremendous amount. Right, what is making me happy? I think what's making me happiest right now is that I'm going to see my partner and her son um, later today. Um, yeah, again, we can meet in person. And we're going to oh. hang out at a park, so I'm pretty chuffed about that. That sounds lovely. I am so happy for it. exactly like I thought. I have the biggest smile on my face. Mm-hmm. I, think I, I think I can add to this smile. Maybe we'll see how it goes. But funnily enough, um, the name that you've chosen for Lolo, that is what my partner calls me. Oh, that makes me so happy. Um, uh, you, you have successfully uh, put an even bigger smile on my face. Uh, that was exactly the self-care that I needed, was just hearing about like good things in the lives of my, my friends. And so I am, I am happy. I am, I am feeling, I am feeling better or not better but i feel recharged after 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 a heavy scene so i am ready to to choose my next option and this is a growth move so my growth moves create fail or create fall flirt get inked learn a language move out present at a convention or work out I think I learn a language. I think learning a language feels right. That is something that is something I think young, uh, young ish, slightly older Lolo is very passionate about. All right. Language is the lens through which every being views their world. Language informs perception and therefore lived reality. It is powerful, beautiful, and endlessly fascinating. When I want to learn another language, or another, or another, I go through my list. I examine my circumstances and my opportunities. What language will I learn this time? First, I find the answer that brings me the most joy. Then I roll plus heart. It happens out of circumstance, actually. It's this one, this, this, this one, this one I kind of fall into. This one, um, I, I... I moved not dramatically far, like across town. It was like a small move. Just small enough that I had to switch schools. And in doing so, I switched schools in the middle of like a of like a semester, a quarter, whatever you want to call it, a term. And mm-hmm. they had, the school had split language classes into two halves. 
the first half of the year they were learning French, and the second half of the year they were learning Spanish. I came, and this was this, I'm going to say, this was the year, this was the school year prior. This is when this happened. Is I came, I came to this new school the last week of French classes. Literally, like, came, the teacher was like, great, loved teaching everyone the language of French, and then moved on to the next class, and I missed (laughs) that. Which meant that the start of the next school year, I, I looked at my options, and and in this moment, I say, I'm I'm going to start a year behind everyone else if I take this French class. But Spanish, I, I had the class from the start. I'm on the same level as everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to chase after. I'm going to chase after that language, and, and, and I'm going to find it. Well, let's see how, I, let's see how it goes for me. <laughs> uh, that is another 12. That is... Uh, and that fills me with joy because it is very true to the to the actual to that is very true to Jeff. It is very true to Lolo. I have the resources to enroll in formal classes. The classes are regular and accessible, and I absorb the new language and culture like a sponge. This is amazing. It is one of my favorite classes, and I I I stick with it for years. It is the one. It is the one thing where. Like it is a it is a constant to me. It is a constant. It is very easy once I kind of reach the point in once I reach the point where classes become like an option and I have like choices. Like it becomes the easiest choice because mm-hmm. I I want to learn more and and just kind of I I keep feeling like I'm building on it and it feels like something that I feel incredibly empowered by as I, as I kind of learn it and as I really like take it in and it is, it is a thing that I look forward to and that brings me a tremendous amount of joy as I learn it. And it makes me happy, which brings us to the light bulb moment. Um, would you like to read the first paragraph and then I will uh, swap back and we'll swap back and forth from there. All right. The first time I recall learning about transgender people was through a story of a young trans girl and her family. At the time, I remember thinking, well, this obviously isn't a real thing. Why would anyone want to be a girl? Now, a grown adult trans man, that reaction in hindsight is very telling and quite amusing. It was a number of years until I thought about it again. At that time, I was in high school, and there was an increase of trans people in popular media, mostly on the news sharing their stories. I'd heard a little bit about it, but didn't really know what it was all about. Not wanting to be left out, I did some research on the dictionary definition of the word transgender. From Merriam-Webster, transgender. Definition of transgender of relating to or being a person whose gender identity differs from the sex the person had or was identified as having at birth. I was instantly hooked. I had to know everything about this right now. I read articles and watched YouTube video after YouTube video, and it was incredible. It was like something finally clicked. All these uncomfortable pockets I had been holding within myself finally made sense. I had no idea there were other people like me, and that I could do something about how I was feeling. I researched hormone therapy and what taking testosterone would do to me. Amazing, incredible, phenomenal things. I read about top surgery, bottom surgery, stand to pee devices, binders. Minoxidil, Packers, so many tools suddenly available to me, all designed to make me feel more comfortable in my own body. I was excited beyond belief. It was like a whole new world opened up to me, countless possibilities suddenly real. My parents always told me I could be anything I wanted to, but now I really started to believe it. 
I add one to my heart, which brings my heart to a three. And one to my siblings, which brings my siblings also to a three. Then I look to the next section of the playbook, which is a turmoil move. And and this is a moment where I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit. Because I know the exact move that I want to make here. And it is specifically a break from from the act of bringing Jeff into uh, in, into Lolo. And it is a moment of playing out a life that is a little different. Uh, the truth is, I didn't come out to myself as bisexual until I was like in adulthood. Mm. Like I didn't. It didn't click with me, despite a fair amount of once it once it clicked, there was a tremendous amount of oh, well, yeah, fucking obviously. Which meant that I didn't, and I didn't come out, yeah, even then, I didn't come out to my parents for another five years until okay. a particularly terrible day in November in 2016 when I got angry and yelled about some things on Facebook and my parents saw them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I didn't come out to my parents until I was like thoroughly in adulthood. All of it just to say that I think I'm going to take the come out to my family move right now. <laughs> That feels like uh, it feels it feels right for this milestone moment and it feels right for it feels like a a divergence that I want to take from my own life as I as I give this as I give this to 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 Lolo. I want to I want to give this I want to give this uh, I want to hand this over. So I'm going to come out to my family when I learn something about myself or find words to describe it for the very first time and I'm ready to share them, I can come out. Opening myself to those I care about, how do I think they'll react? Heart racing in my chest, I roll plus confidence. My confidence is plus one. That is a miss. That is a five. Oof. On a miss, it's hard. Incredibly hard. I feel like I lose everything, even as I'm finding myself. It's not... It's not fair. I, I have to believe it will be okay in the end. I have to. It has to be. I, it, it does not go well. It doesn't go as bad as perhaps I hear about it going. It doesn't go as bad as perhaps I, even as I, the worst, it's kind of in some ways, not the worst case scenario because there are some true horror stories, but it's not, it's one of the, it's, it's one of the worst scenarios where it's just, it's a palpable sense of discomfort. As I come out, mm-hmm. it is a it is a sense of, oh, you're being too nice to tell me that you're uncomfortable and unhappy, and you're leaving me to 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 kind of dig that out of you, and it just amplifies this feeling that I don't belong or that I don't fit in. It just amplifies this isolation that I was already feeling and. It sucks. It sucks really, really badly. This feeling of like, oh, like this feeling of seeing the the kind of veil of politeness kind of drape over it really, really becomes incredibly damaging. That's rough. You're rolling so well up to that point. I know. What a what a what a moment to miss. I, I think this segues, I feel like this segues directly into our next, I really don't even have to think about it. I, I, I really don't even have to think about it. This segues directly into, into hurt. 
Alright, so trigger warning for this move. Uh, this scene deals with depression, and the miss section revolves around self-harm and suicidal thoughts. I'm okay with this. I'm alright with it. Thank you. I appreciate the, tr- the the warning, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, sometimes trials don't build character. They don't make you stronger. They just hurt. When it all gets too much, when my brain is too loud, when the end seems too far away, when all hope feels futile, I roll with no bonuses. My heart fluctuates between feeling too much and feeling absolutely nothing too often to be reliable in this case. That is an eight. I find a distraction, any distraction. I choose one. One, I, I, I know exactly which one I choose because it is the one that this is, this is, we, we are back to, we are back to the story of Lolo and Jeff hmm. have collided together in a furious way of, I, I, I watch Doctor Who. I imagine a blue box appearing before me and a man with gray curly hair stepping out with a hand reaching out for mine. I watch the stars at night and pretend one is a TARDIS light flashing watching over me. I, I buy my first, I, I, I use the money that I have saved up and I buy my first pair of Converse Chuck Taylors because yes. that's the shoe the doctors wears. Uh, and it becomes a staple of my wardrobe forever. It becomes like they are my shoe and you know, the people will in people will, you know, will, will laugh and like kind of point at it and be like, I remember when I used to wear those and you Lolo never stops wearing them. They are just they become a reminder of this feeling of wanting to get away and they become this reminder of feeling like you could go anywhere and like that there's a world bigger than than terrible places that you find yourself and they just become eventually over the years as much as they always do remind you of this thing they reminds me of this thing that I love eventually they also just become part of me and when I see them in the store or a picture of them online I think that's that's me that's a part of me that is a it is a fashion statement. It is, it is a conscious decision. It is a thing that I've put so much of my emotion into that it becomes becomes part of my being. And that is a silly thing to ascribe to a shoe, but it is it is a part. It is a part, and and it is a thing that we that I that I do sometimes with with parts of myself. Is I something becomes so core to me that it. it becomes an anchor that I can hold on to when it becomes too much. Yeah, it's, it's that sense of belonging. Yeah, it's, it's, it is, a, and it's a sense of, it can't be taken away and it can't be, it is, it is mine and it is, it is, it is mine and I have taken it for myself and I hold on to it. It is a thing to clutch that I can, that mm-hmm. I can, I can fiercely hold out to the world and say, this is mine. This is me. This is, this is this is this is this is my weapon and this is my sword and I I, I wield it in the air as as the storm approaches. Hmm. Which bring which brings us back to self care. Yes, good. One for Jeff, one for Logan, one. and one for Lolo. Jeff is once again drinking a glass of water. Take a few sips. <laughs> Healthy. 
I'm going to take a selfie. Um, I think Lolo sm- sniff- smells a flower. I think he tries. I think that I think that there are there are these moments where there are flowers around where Lolo lives, and it's 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 a step towards kind of reclaiming that relationship with nature, and it's it's a step of it's it's not quite as overwhelming as the forest, but it is this thing. It's it's one of the first times since those early days in the forest where he maybe feels a sense of a sense of belonging around nature. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't feel that distance and that isolation. Yeah, well, I love that. That makes me that puts a big smile on my face. Yeah, it's um, amazing, kind of how seen I feel when you say that <laughs> you're <laughs> describing this fictional Logan, but. Um, also me in some ways. I, I, so, so I do want to have a conversation with you after we are, like, if you are comfortable having Absolutely. it on mic, we can also have it off mic. But uh, I definitely want to, like, just talk to you about this experience once we're all done with this. 100%. Very uh, which brings us to Which brings us to a peace move. Uh, this has got to be car music, right? I feel like this is... Um, if you would if you would read me the intro to car music, I want to immediately throw in a detail afterwards. Okay. All right. When I want to listen to music in the car with mum, I look through her CDs and put one on. Roll plus siblings. Roll plus siblings. That is a nine. Mm -hmm. Uh, The trip is too short. I think the detail is I, by this point in my life, by this point in Lolo's life, I have... A binder. I have one of those, you know, the thin binders. They're like specifically the CD binders. It's like it's like a binder that's like half as large as like a traditional like paper sized binder. I, I have one so. of those. I immediately I've, thought like chess binder though. <laughs> so I was like, wait, what? I have I have a container. I have like a like a like a ton of CDs that mm. are all stashed together, and it's full of all of my mixtapes that I have saved, and they all have little like sharpie art on them. Nice. And they're all incomprehensible, <laughs> like because like I have named them. I have named them a theme. Mm. Like, I have given them a theme and artwork and a title that, like, I can immediately look at and say, well, yes, of course I know what this is. It's got the words Biff Bam Pow on the the CD, and I've written them in in sort of call-out font. That's my CD of songs about superheroes. Mm -hmm. How did you not get that from it's got got big explosions with Biff Bam Pow? How did you... And, like, they are just... It is a language that I like. Like I, we have talked about Lolo loving language, and this is a language that he has developed for himself. Is mm. the language of the incomprehensible to everyone else mixtape? Hello. And uh, the car trip is too short to really get into the groove, but I do get a nice memory out of it. Uh, John yells "fuck" from the back seat right as Mum mutes the song to bleep out the swearing. <laughs> Uh, and it, the thing, and like, I really didn't think she was going to catch on to it. Like I put the song on the album. I put the song on the Mm mixtape really specifically because it has like a really dramatic, uh, swear in it. Mm -hmm. And I put it on there and I really thought that she was gonna like, just let us do it. And Sure enough, the second it comes, off goes the radio, and John just 
uh, to this day in adulthood, I swear, it's the loudest anyone has ever yelled fuck. It is, <laughs> it is astounding. Um, and it's one of those moments where mom was laughing so hard that we couldn't even be in trouble for it. <laughs> like, she wasn't happy. Let's be clear about that. But, like, clearly, like, but, like... It was. It's impossible to really convey to someone that they did something bad when you are laughing so hard you're crying. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it it is it is a moment like it is a crystallized moment where everything just worked out perfectly. Nothing. Which brings us to our next milestone, which is uh, Karama Onsen. I will read the first paragraph if you would like to read the second, and we will alternate from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a heads up, there is a content warning in this section with a talk of nudity and genital mentions. Um, and also I will put all of these content warnings at the start of the episode so that uh, everybody can hear all of them. But uh, in August of 2019, I traveled to Japan as a university exchange student and lived there with a lovely old lady whom I called Okasan for five months. It was a time of a lot of firsts for me. First international travel alone. First international travel as a queer trans man. First day overseas longer than a few weeks. First study abroad. First time studying on campus. I'd been studying my degree online until this point. First kiss. First time. All the firsts that come with living in a country quite different from your own. But the most profound first I had was at Kurama Onsen. My first and only onsen experience to date. An onsen is like a big public spa. The water is hot and soothing, and you pay a small fee to enter and get a little towel. Also, everyone is naked. Looking back, I'm quite amused that I so readily agreed to go to an onsen with a handful of friends I'd met but days before. I expected myself to be very nervous and anxious at the idea of being naked around a bunch of cis men I didn't know. My body is obviously different, obviously trans. I have two scars on my chest from my bilateral mastectomy chop surgery, which during which I also opted not to keep my nipples. And though I've gotten a lot hairier most everywhere since being on testosterone, it's pretty clear that I don't have a penis. But as I sat in the hot water, resting my back against the edge of the onsen, gazing out at the forest-covered mountains that surrounded us, all I felt was calm. Being surrounded by strangers did make me acutely aware of my differences, but I'm proud of them. I've worked hard for this body. I've poured money and time and love into my skin. Every tattoo is a story and a triumph. Every hair on my chest and the many elsewhere was paid for with hard work. Every scar is a battle I've won and a trophy I bear proudly. My experience in the onsen left me with a sense of peace I'd never felt before. And I don't know if I ever will again. It was powerful and I will never forget it. Yes, my body is different, but it is good, it is strong, it is worthy, it is mine. And it is loved. It's also hot as fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm going to add one to my confidence and one to my siblings. So my confidence becomes a two, and my siblings becomes a four. By this time, I have seven siblings. That is quite the number. I'm, I'm caught off guard by this noise. As someone with three siblings, I, I thought I had a handle on the large sibling lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, back when I, I had three siblings for a long time, there's a big gap between um, kid number four and five. Yeah, I thought like, oh yeah, this is a big family. <laughs> he had no idea. Yeah. 
Um, all right, it is time for a growth scene, and I think at this point, at this point, bringing to where Lolo is in Lolo's life, I think it is time to present some work at a convention. Mm-hmm. I think that is a that is a, a meaningful moment in the life of Lolo, just as it was a meaningful moment in the life of, of Jeff. Mm. When I think oh, my... Oh, no, I just read... I'm oh, sorry, I just read... I won't read the prompt, but I just read it, and it hit me in the heart, because this... Uh, when I said uh, when I said this was an important moment to both of us, I didn't realize how true it was. Damn. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I love that. All right. When I think my latest tabletop game might just be ready for public playtesting, I do research on some conventions. I choose two to three adjectives from the following list to describe the game I am presenting. Got exploratory, emotive, post-apocalyptic, dramatic, lighthearted, reflective, chaotic, comedic, soft, or personal. Uh, The three adjectives are chaotic, comedic, and personal. It is a, it is, it is a wacky slapstick comedy game. But also is a profoundly personal thing that reflects like a deep part of like who I am and where I've been. And it's easy to overlook just how personal that experience, like the experience of it is. And is that purposeful? (laughs) Uh, The truth is um, it's at this convention Lolo uh, is playtesting this game. <laughs> Someone makes a comment. And Lolo has a moment of realization of exactly what he has just written and mm. like what what he has like been goofing around making. And it is separate from whatever else happens in this role. This one moment is as if the world stops in that moment and and every everything comes crashing down and i'm still on right like and you're playtesting you're at a convention like you know there's like a being on right like there's like a i'm 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 the me that i'm presenting to people yeah and like i'm still like i still have that 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 dress on that smile on that kind of energy and that persona a little bit but it's I'm I'm everything around me. It is it, a car is crashing through a window behind me of like like I'm watching just cars crash around me in this moment as I just it hits me what this thing, this game that I've written is. And it is a it is a moment that changes how I relate to this game and how I relate to every game forever forward. Mm-hmm. Wow. So next, you decide, how do I feel about presenting my game to mostly strangers? How fun or unfun, how engaging or unengaging is my game? Set up and reset up the table to calm my nerves. Then roll plus confidence. That's a 12. That makes me really happy. The day is a smash hit. I'm reminded again of the magic of improvised play. There's truly nothing like it. The game that I brought, it's filled with laughter and teamwork and triumph, and people said nice things about it. And 
like somebody like stayed somebody stayed after to just like chat with me it was one of the nicest things because like i i brought this game thinking it was nothing and thinking like i was like you know this will be a thing i continue to work on for another couple of years and 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 somebody a friend that i met at that convention just kind of sat with me afterwards and immediately said to me so what's your production plan like when's the when's the when's the when's the when's this go live when is this for sale when is the when is the crowdfund and i said what do you mean and they're like it's done this game is done like you should be selling it next week you should be talking to artists let me introduce you to my friends they're artists so they can work on your game and i was like it's not done yet and they're like there is nothing about this game that needs to be done and it was one of those it was it was a moment where i, I felt whole isn't the right way to describe it but there's not really maybe a better way to describe it, it is i realized that this is something I can complete. This is something that after a lifetime, you know, I've been noodling and doodling and drawing and after hundreds of half finished comic scripts and Mm. uh, this is a thing that I can finish and that is ready to share with people. And like, I see a path forward in that in in a way that I see, I I, I see a, a version of myself that I think, I I could be this. I could I could do this. Aww. That's lovely. And I think my so I have one final piece or growth move. I'm looking. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something bold here. Okay. As this is this is Lolo's life and this is this is this is Jeff sharing a life with Lolo. This is also Logan's story. So I am going to ask you, is there a scene that you really want to see Lolo experience? Is there is there one final moment that you want to see how Lolo processes it and what it means for Lolo? Hmm. This version, this version of you that is also me, that is also a whole new person that we have been experiencing their life. Is there something... Is there something that you want to see this character and this this version of both of us experience together i think i have my growth scene if not but i want to hear your thoughts i don't have any strong leanings and i'm hearing that that you do so i will defer to that i I think i want to get inked i think i want to i want to i want the experience of of getting a tattoo nice that was like yeah i had like two or three in my mind and get inked was on there so perfect when i want to get a tattoo i spend months researching and designing Even if I know the design right away, I sit on it for months to be sure I want to add it to the canvas of my skin. Each of my tattoos tells a story, and is an intimate insight into my life. I relish the control getting inked gives me over my body and my appearance. From now on, bearing my body will be intimate in more ways than one. I hold my design tightly in my hands, step into the tattoo parlor, and roll plus confidence. That is a that is a nine. It okay. is close to perfect, very close, but not quite. It is either too big or too small. The artist altered the design slightly or made a small, barely noticeable mistake. I think it's a barely noticeable mistake. <laughs> I think it's one tiny little detail. And to anyone that looks at it, 
to anyone that would look at it. And if I, you know, I tell them what it is and I tell them the story and anyone that looks at it thinks it's absolutely perfect. And in that way that I, Lolo, am a perfectionist. And in that way that we all are perfectionists. And in that way of like when something is really meaningful, it's impossible not to be a little bit of a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Inevitably, uh, my friends and loved ones, when like I, my friends and loved ones, when I, when I, when, when I am asked about this tattoo, they all roll their eyes because they know what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. They can hear it. They can hear it before I've opened my mouth. I'm about to smile and, and, and smile and immediately as if I am, as if I am like, as if I am addressing the elephant in the room, <laughs> be like, well, well, this detail isn't quite right. But like, otherwise, it's this and this is the story and it's the first thing. And my friends uh, roll their eyes and, and lovingly kind of like bop me on the back of the head and be like, it's perfect. Stop it. You you love it. And like they can tell that I love it and they can tell that everyone they can tell. But I'm just like it is. The question of what does it look like? It is, uh, it is like an artsy kind of logo. Like it is very kind of abstract. It is like a logo that has a place in the game that I tested. This was kind of this particular tattoo was kind of a celebration of that convention experience of that mm -hmm. a, a kind of symbol to myself that like I had found this thing that meant something to me and this path that I could take to move to the next chapter of my life and of my story and like the logo with like there's one little detail like two bits of it like there's a line connecting two parts that shouldn't be there yeah and i can point to it and be like and and i look at it and i see all i see is that line and it, so anytime somebody's like oh i love your tattoo that's the one from the game i'm like yeah well, you know there's a line that's not right and you know it's a bob in the head and like it's perfect and like i know and Deep down, like as much as I as much as I apologize for it and as much as I highlight the flaw, I also love it, you know? Like I, yeah. I in time I come to realize that like I don't regret the tattoo at all. It's lovely and it's perfect and it's a moment of my life that I want to commemorate forever. But I'm also kind of glad that the flaw is there. You know? Like I'm kind of glad that the thing that is on my arm like, isn't an exact replica of the thing that is in the book. Because right. I don't want that. Because I realize in time, like, I don't want that. I want... This is its own thing that has its own meaning and its own story and its own resonance. And it, if it were just an exact recreation, then it would always be tied to this thing that had, like, a start date and a finish date. And, you know, the print run went out. It went out to the people that bought the game and, like the story of this project was done, but like by adding that little flaw, it becomes something else. It becomes its own piece of art that kind of represents something bigger and it represents another part of my journey. And so I appreciate very specifically that it, it is its own thing. And I am forever, as much as I do still apologize for it, I am also grateful for it at the same time. Nice. Which brings us to our epilogue, The Shape of My Beard. Would you like to read your uh, read the first paragraph? All right. 
Since discovering testosterone and the wonders of hormone therapy, I had dreamed of growing a beard. I drew pictures of myself with a full beard and imagined what it would feel like. Now going on testosterone is like hitting a second puberty. These things take time. The first thing to grow was my moustache, and it grew in pretty quickly. After that, a goatee started to form, but the two did not connect. My sideburns were also rather impressive, so I rocked the moustache-goatee-sideburns combo for a number of years. One works with what he has. My second job during this time was at a workplace in the food industry, and I was required to remain clean-shaven. It was with a heavy heart that I went barefaced again, instantly de-aging from looking somewhat my age, to a 13-year-old boy child. But I needed income, and my voice was deep enough that I could pass well enough, and I let it slide. A few months into this job, I was able to get top surgery, and thus took a few weeks off. In this time, my goatee and mo grew back, and oh, how I'd miss them. I rang up and used the excuse of surgery to see if I could return to work with the facial hair, and a promise to keep it neat. Knowing that one of my managers had a close-trimmed beard, I was confident and hopeful. It was allowed. And so my Mo plus goatee plus sideburns combo returned. We'll call it the Mogo for short. I like that look, though I was told recently that my siblings did not. I received the feedback with amusement. But I wanted to explore more. However, the hair on my cheeks had not filled in and was still quite patchy. So while I waited, I tried just having a goatee. It was not a good look. Moving on. So I continued with my Mogo until I went overseas on exchange to Japan. During that time, I was not working, so I did not need to shave. And I didn't. For five months. What emerged was a wild-looking Logan with a disheveled beard. That's right, a beard. My cheeks had filled in, and three and a half years-ish on testosterone, I could grow a pretty full beard. I was absolutely delighted. It felt like the doors of facial hair were open to me. I could try all different shapes now, and... I had a full face to work with. I had promised in high school that I would grow up my beard and braid or plate it and dye each braid or plate a different color of the rainbow. It would require quite a lot of growing, and I was back at my food job, so I put that idea on the shelf. In the meantime, I turned to my Discord found family. If you've got one of those, please at everyone and tell them how much you love them right now. It's the rules. Understood. I'm doing that as you're reading. Excellent. I sent pictures of my beard and asked them to send back pictures of beard shapes that they would like me to try. It was super fun. They were kind in their compliments and suggesting shapes that weren't too hard to sculpt. And that's how I landed here. I have found a beard shape that I really like, that really works for my face. It's a full beard, not too big though. The line follows my cheekbones on a slant. My mustache and goatee all connect now, spreading up onto my cheeks too. My chin is covered, but I trim it so that there's just a line from chin to bottom lip, with the rest of the area clear. Then, I have my secret weapon, my little trick that is so small but really elevates it. I shave a line into my cheeks, either side of my mouth. I realize this sounds like not a big deal, and this whole paragraph has been an exercise in imagining facial hair, but believe me, those little lines make me feel fly as heck. It's something really powerful to look in the mirror and see myself, really see myself, to see a man I love. It's really something else, and I hope you feel it one day, too. Now we go to our epilogue. What's next? This is not the end, of course. I'm only 23. I have many more years to live, scenes to experience, milestones to reach, and selves to take care of. (sighs) I now disentangle from Lolo. He's okay. He's pretty good. 
look back at his life, the things he did and didn't do and didn't experience. Did he laugh? Did he cry? What are his relationships like? What did his hands make? What art did he bring forth? Did his parents get divorced? I think Logan could wear the, I think, I think Lolo could wear the aspiring look that, that I mapped out. And I think as much as it hurt in really bad ways, I can't say that Lolo didn't laugh a lot and didn't, and as much as it was a struggle, as much as it, as much as, as bleak as it got at points, as hard as it was, one thing that I really loved knowing was that Lolo loved himself. Really, really, really throughout the game that we played the story, like the, the, the Lolo we met really loved himself and that, that, that meant a lot. And I, I, I am happy to see that. I'm happy that Logan is doing well now. I'm happy that he is happy. I'm just sitting over here, beaming. I'm very happy. I'm happy to hear that you're beaming. It makes me very happy. Uh, as I am now sitting with myself and my memories, and sitting with uh, what my game might look my my game my autobiography game might look like. That is the the not end for our story. Which means that it is time for a debrief and a discussion. So I will throw it to you, Logan. How do you feel? Wow. Um, yeah, that was really great. Um, it's so fascinating to me every time to see the choices people make and where they're pulled. And I feel like I'm still learning things about myself as I hear people going through my life, <laughs> which is of really course, interesting. I can imagine. I can um, imagine. Yeah, the point that you made around flowers and um using them as as a way to be connected to nature almost on a smaller scale when you don't have a whole forest you know to just walk into i was like yeah that sounds like me <laughs> in a way that i hadn't <laughs> articulated or really um cognizantly thought about before oh it was what it, but it was a really truly beautiful experience it was exactly what i had thought and hoped and was like certain was going to to feel like and i i i I truly loved it and i loved getting to uh explore explore moments of my own childhood and my own life and 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 the the similarities and the differences and those moments where uh those moments of like feeling a profound of a profound sort of like similarity in, in our, in our autobiographical game experience was, uh, astoundingly beautiful. Mm. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was incredible. I, the one story, the one story that I want to share, uh, when I, when I chose presented a convention in my mind, that was like a very much of a, like, this was a moment in, Jeff's life that was like the start of a new of a chapter and when I read the first sentence was when I think my latest tabletop game might be ready for public playtesting I research on conventions uh I had the same experience like <laughs> verbatim and it was like it is it, it is forever very specifically like the start of a chapter of my life hmm. Begins very specifically at Metatopia 2015. 
where I went for like a day. I made one day of a convention. And so reading that sentence floored me because I was like, oh, my God, same like this. It 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 hit me. It was the right moment in the game and the right point in the story and the right point in life that I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I was floored. I was absolutely floored. Yeah. And I love that. Um, the next move was, yeah, get inked. And it was sort of a tabletop related um, tattoo to commemorate. Yeah, this new discovery, this new pathway. And um, yeah, my first tattoo is a tabletop related tattoo. Is it really? About, yeah, learning about tabletop games and just being absolutely sort of blown away at this art form that I had never seen before. That's amazing. I'm so happy. That, 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 that is amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, this was such a be- This was a, a truly beautiful i'm so happy that we got to play this game and we got to play this game together and Mm. that this game like exists it's truly like it is truly like an achievement it is it is breathtaking i i can't gush enough about this this experience both the the play that we've had and the game itself i'm i am taken aback thanks jeff gotta make me cry over here uh well, that'll make two of us, frankly. Jeez. Uh, well, thank you so much for playing this with me. I am, I am a little in awe, so I'm not going. I am going <laughs> to segue into ending the the our, our our time together, so that I don't sit here and gush for another twenty minutes, though I could. Um, thank you so much for playing this with me. This was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful experience, and. Um, I will throw it over to you for two things. If there's anything else that, uh, where can people find your work online? And is there anything else that you'd like to leave our audience with at the end of this experience? All right. So, um, all of my games can be found on breathingstories.itch.io, um, at slash Logan on the end of that to find this autobiographical game, which again is currently itch funding. And you can find me on Twitter quite a lot at ink underscore and underscore stories. And um, yeah, I guess one thing I want to leave with the audience is that um, you're still here and you're amazing. And it's it's not the end. There's always, there's always something next, something new, something more. I love that. I agree. I agree completely. I will read these words out of the, the, the these words out of the end of the book because I think they're beautiful. How wonderful is life? How beautiful, mystical, difficult, enlivening, and will now memories a whole other thing. All this is to say thank you for playing. Remember, you are still here, and that's pretty spectacular in itself. Thank you so much for this experience. Thank you so much for playing with me. And now I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, Fast Me. And thanks again to Logan for coming onto the show. That game was... I... I'm blown away. It was an experience that I will never forget. Uh, thank you so much for playing it with me. This was incredible. Uh, please go to breathingstories.itch.io to pick up your own copy of Logan, an autobiographical tabletop game. And be sure to follow Logan on Twitter at Ink and Stories. That's Ink underscore and underscore stories. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, uh, sending us some love on social media, or telling a friend about the show. Any of those things help us do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. Um, other things you can do is buy some merch from the show. Uh, you can go find that at bit.ly slash party of one merch or talk to us about the show on discord at bit.ly slash party of one discord. 
If you enjoyed this podcast and you're thinking to yourself, God, I really wish I could listen to Jeff for like another hour-ish, uh, good news, you should check out All My Fantasy Children, the other podcast I produce every single week. AMFC is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by listener prompts. Every week, my best friend Eric Atanosias and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at oneshotpodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show as a guest or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And, honestly, I guess that's it. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. 